Hello and welcome to Fragmenters, the most entertaining podcast that I've found where you get to have a conversation with business women who are enthusiastic about life, work, and money. We love building up other women and getting them ready for their new careers. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Do you feel it's imperative for women to work in your field, either in IT, project management, business analyst, or in the coaching and business areas? Um, We can look at it from a couple of perspectives. One, I'll answer it two different ways. One is yes, because I think every discipline, every industry needs a balance of the masculine and the feminine energy. Oh, yes. Um, there is a place for each um, men typically. And I don't, again, not absolute because we all, we all experience and all demonstrate masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. The masculine side is the logical discipline structured, um, right. The to-do list, the right, all of those things. And there is a time and place for that. There is a need for that, but there's also the feminine side, which is more the creative, the intu- intuition, mm-hmm. the passion, and I believe every industry needs a blend of both. Yeah. So yes, from that perspective, that um, there should be women in any of these industries to balance out the the, the masculine side. But on the the other way to answer that is, you know, I want to say women should just be wherever the hell they feel like it, wherever yeah. they want to go. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, women and everyone for that matter, they have a choice. They have a choice. It may not always seem like it, right? Um, I had a choice to, to either stay in an environment that no longer served me or leave and try something new. I had a choice. And yes, the, there's pros and cons to both. But at the end of the day, it was me and me alone that had that choice. And I made the choice to leave. And so women should be wherever the hell they feel like it, wherever their heart desires. And if they don't know, they should go and explore and research and try things out. And if that doesn't work, then try something else. I think we just get in our minds that where we try something and if it doesn't work out, it's like failure. It's not failure. It's learning. And you're learning what you like, what you don't, what you're good at, what you're not. And, and just change, change your trajectory, right? Like I said, I started out as a health and wellness coach. Um, for reasons I won't go into, I decided that's not where I wanted to go. I pivoted, decided that's not where I wanted to go, pivoted, and then went into business coaching. And it took me several iterations and flavors to land exactly where I am now. Do I think all of those other iterations were failures? Oh, no, I do not. In fact, I think they were all very necessary for me to get to where I am today, because you can't improve upon something that doesn't exist. You have to put something out there in the world in order to improve upon it, right? Um, That makes so much sense. And so, yeah. And so wherever, wherever they feel they need to go and just stop with the the stigma of we need more people here, more people there, and um, just go wherever the hell you want to. And (laughs) if that doesn't work out, try something else. That just reminded me, I saw a, inspirational quote, something like that on Facebook that said something to the effect of why is it that if something doesn't last forever, people call it failure? Yeah. 
and just the stigma that if you're married for 30 years and then you both have just grown into different people and you happily separate, why is that a failed marriage? It was a fantastic marriage until it wasn't. And then it ended and you went on to the next phase of your life. So just like work, I am a loyal person with work. I worked for 10 years at a gold mine that crushed my soul. I've been working here for over six years now. Fantastic. Doesn't crush my soul. It's a fantastic place to work, but (laughs) I'm a very loyal individual. And I think that's part of it. The, if, if I leave, I failed. Whereas my husband, I still, we've been together five and a half years and he still pulls out little odd jobs that he had that I knew nothing about. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like I've worked, I've been employed for almost 20 years and I've worked three places. (laughs) That's it. And he's worked. I have no idea how many jobs I have no idea. And it's at first I was like, oh my gosh, he's unstable. Like you were saying, he's, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't be stable if you're not. And he's like, no, you're stable because you have a job. You have money coming in. That's stable. It's when you don't have income that you're not stable. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe he's more evolved. I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So he can't know. (laughs) No, it's the same. It's the same way here. I had, I had two jobs, two corporate jobs out of college. The first one that lasted a year and a half, two years. And then, and then the one for 18 years. And those were the only two. Mm -hmm. And my husband's had way more than those. (laughs) What is the best advice you would give someone trying to enter in your field? Any of them, all of them, whatever. (laughs) Um, well, the, well, the answer would be different depending on what stage they're in, but from no matter what what the field is, I I like, I like to say, if you don't have a specific goal, if you don't know exactly what it is you want to do, I like to call them exploratory goals, right? It's good to have a goal because you need to have something to work toward, but if you don't know what that goal is, then have an exploratory goal, right? What are some of the things that interest you that you would like to to know more about? And set that as a goal. And the goal is you either confirm that that is what you wanna do and you go do it, or you realize that that is not what you want to do and therefore you can set a new exploratory goal. So I'm all about research, right? So experiment. Talk to people who are doing what it is that you're thinking about doing. Volunteer your time in some capacity to learn about what it is that you're thinking about doing. You know, listen to podcasts and articles and all sorts of things. Get out there and try it, right? And again, we have this thing of, of if I do something, I got to commit to it. And if I don't commit to it, then I'm a failure, right? Going back to that. Mm -hmm. no experimentation and exploration are part of the human experience and it's part of the journey. Go try it. You will quickly learn whether it's for you and if it, or if it's not, and if it's not, you have the choice to go do something else. So always look to explore and experiment, talk to people who are doing what it is that you want to do um, to learn about the profession. 
um, and learn the, the nitty gritty details and the good and the bad and, and come to your own conclusion and, and whether or not you're like, okay, good, I'm going to go somewhere else or no, I think I want to explore more. Just don't be afraid to put yourself out there to be to, to be in that environment, to be in that space with those people um, and, and come to your own conclusions, right? Come to your own conclusions. Nice. So you've given us our advice. What is the best advice you've received? I've received a lot of advice <laughs> over the years, but I think the one that has stood out, I think the one that stands out to me that jump, just jumped out to me the most and has shaped me quite a bit is very early on in my career, I was told that bad news does not get better with time. And this was in response to me, a young 20 something where I was responsible for this project and we had a vendor who needed to do some work for us and they missed a date. And of course, when they miss a date, then all of the other dates, you know, Mm -hmm. get delayed. And I had it in my mind. I couldn't, I didn't want to tell the client. I didn't want to tell my boss. I did because it'll get better. I'll talk to the vendor. I'll get it back on track. I'm sure it will just be tomorrow. We'll, I'll, I'll make up the time of elsewhere. And of course that didn't happen. And the longer I didn't say something, the longer the delay became. And then by the time, you know, the, by then it was too late, right? I had let too much time pass. And now when I went to the client and to my boss, oh, it was a horrible experience because I had let it go for so long without asking for help or, or whatnot. Right. And it was a very uncomfortable situation to be in. And that was the lesson was bad news doesn't get better with time. And so from that point forward, I resolved that if something came up that was not good, and here's the thing, that's always going to happen. Nothing goes perfectly, right? (laughs) Um, Here's what you do. You go immediately to the people that have a vested interest in whatever it is you're doing. And you tell them upfront that here's, we, we ran into an issue and be open and honest about what it is. You do not hide a thing, but here's the thing. You don't just throw it on them that something went wrong. You say something went wrong. Here's what it means to you. Mm. And here's what I've done to correct it and, or what I, what steps I'm going to take to correct it. And I will follow up with you in such and such time frame to give you an update. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being my mojo for, for the rest of my career to this day, where I just, I'm very transparent, no BS kind of person. And even when I was still in corporate, I would have clients tell me, one just sat, sat, flat out said, it is so refreshing for someone to just to tell you what the <laughs> hell's going on. Yes. Instead of trying to hide it. And right. And that was validation. And I had more than one client tell me that. And so that shaped me to be, you know what, it doesn't matter if it's bad news. I'm fully transparent. I'm not hiding in things because the more you hide, the longer you hide it, the more awkward and uncomfortable it's going to be when it finally comes out. So get it out in the open, but not only get it out in the open, but again, say, here's what I've, you know, here's what it means to you. So they totally have all the information and here's what I've done about it. And, or here's what I am going to do about it. And really, what are they going to do? Oh, okay. Thank you for telling me. Right. Thank you for the information. Let me know when you have an update. 
best advice I've ever gotten. And that's shaped me, like I said, for the rest of my career is that I'm the, you know, full transparency, no bullshit kind of person. And I think people really, really respect that and respond to that um, when you're, when you interact with them like that. I think that's good for life too. Absolutely. You've had some, I, I'm saying you, I have had something go wrong at home or, you know, something's broken. If you sit on that for a week and then tell your partner, they're going to be like, why the fuck did you keep that from me? I literally have the screw to fix yeah, it. Or, I you know what I mean? Something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's detrimental and is going to cost $3,000 because we had this big old leak, you know? So that's perfect. in just all relationships and work, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you're a newbie in a career, right. You're, you're so afraid to give bad news and what's Mm -hmm. that going to look, you know, for me, even though I had nothing to do with that vendor. Right. (laughs) But I still, I can't give bad news because that comes back on me. I didn't manage it enough. I didn't manage it well. Right. And so that was a, that was a defining moment in my early twenties that has carried me well um, since then. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned your biggest obstacle didn't happen until you decided to family up. I know that it's probably different now that you run your own business, but has, how has having a family, how did it affect your corporate life? And then how has it affected running your own business? Um, (laughs) I can't say that. I didn't have an environment in corporate that was not understanding of needing to be, you know, do the family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I did, I mean, I did work for bosses that, that were like, yeah, you've got to do what you got to do. It probably helped working for Disney. <laughs> it, right. It, the kids, right. Built right. that company, right. That that's the primary guest. But the thing, even if you have an understanding boss, what, what still transpires is the guilt that you feel the more you're away from the job um what am I missing what's going on without me what shit is hitting the fan and then when you get back to work after taking your kid to the appointment or whatever the case may be um or a whole day for a sick day whatever and then realizing the shit that's piled up because you weren't there so it, it, it had nothing to do with the fact that I was getting reprimanded for taking the time. It was just the, the nature of feeling guilty for being away and then dealing with all the shit when I got back. Hmm. And like, and even when you take vacations, you know, you try to be with your family and the amount of stress that you feel prior to going back from vacation, knowing what you're having to face negates the whole reason why you took the vacation in the first place. Right. Um, so there's just so much guilt and, and it goes both ways too. When you have to work late at, you know, at the office, I've missed a few kids events because mm-hmm. I was working late. So it goes both ways and the guilt I feel for not being there for the family. And then there's just this constant guilt one way or the other that I'm there too much on the other side. And that never got better. That never got better. And that, that had a big part deal with why I chose to leave. Now, from an entrepreneur perspective, I designed my business in such a way that I can handle all that. So mm-hmm. my kind of the thing that I tell people is that, you know, the, the ultimate goal is to break through to your next money level 
so that you can make a lot more money with a lot less effort. I'm all about the money piece of it. I'm also about simplifying and, and streamlining your business so that you can do all of that in way fewer hours than you're used to, right? Yeah. I only work about 23 hours a week because I've got three kids to get off to school. They come home. The first one comes home at three o'clock. And that's, so that's when I want to end my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a, one of my sons has special needs. He's on the autism spectrum and we've got lots of medical appointments for him. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of research for him because that's just, that's a wide, vast world to navigate. Yeah. So I need time to take appointments. I just had an appointment this morning with the school to talk about for, for, uh, supports, more supports for him. That was an hour and a half out of my day. So I, the, what, what I focused my business on, I first designed my business out of necessity, but ultimately it then became what I help other people do is to break through that money barrier. So they're making a lot more money with a lot less effort. So they have that time freedom and time mm-hmm. freedom for me is to tend to my son, all his appointments, all the research and not only him, but my needs, because it's very mentally and emotionally draining as a caregiver of someone like that, uh, all three of my kids, right. But especially him. And if there's a day where I just, I'm, I want to just lay on the couch because it's just too much for that day. I'm going to do it. So it's wonderful. Like I said, I've designed my business (laughs) out of necessity to work around my kids. And sometimes I will work in the evenings and sometimes I will work on the evenings, but here's the thing. I do that because there are times where I take big chunks out of the typical work day to attend Mm -hmm. to other things. And so I'm making the time up elsewhere. But the other aspect to that is I love what I do and it doesn't feel like work. So I will actually find myself trying to sneak into the office to work (laughs) because that's where I want to be. And that's what I want to do. It's hard to restrain myself from doing that where when I was in corporate, it was obviously the complete opposite. So right now I've no problem with balance. I've designed it that way. So I work part-time because I've streamlined and simplified my business so that I can, I can have that freedom to to do what I need to do for the kids. That's awesome. That is super awesome. So this is probably the hardest question I ask. I hope you're ready. What do you do for fun? <laughs> it is, you're right. It is the hardest question because when you when you are a you can be a workaholic and you have uh-huh. the kids, there is very little time for other things. <laughs> Net uh, binging on Netflix is that considered fun? I mean, um, fun I is do, relative. <laughs> I do. I do do that. Um, I do watch Net, uh, Netflix. I, I in fact, I just binged the last seven episodes of Ozark. I don't know if you are an Ozark person. I watched watched Ozark, but. I'm a big, I like to just sit out in nature. It does, may not sound like fun to you. I love nature. Um, this is where my health and wellness background come in. I, I do integrate a lot of the, my health and wellness education. And even though I'm not in that space, but I love nature and just sitting outside, listening to the birds is so, so cathartic. So it may not be so fun to someone, but it's fun to me. It's very relaxing. I love just to sit outside and listen to the, the, the sounds of the birds and, and whatnot. And I have two dogs, of course. So uh, dealing with them and um, reading movies. I, I'm, an, I'm a homebody. I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody. I'm not one that likes big events and going out places and feeling like my schedule has to be jam-packed going from one thing to the other. 
my poor kids. I mean, their friends have parents that take them like all over the place. And I'm like, me, weekends are downtime, rest, relaxation. Uh, so I'm not very exciting. I'm really not that exciting. My, <laughs> my fun things are very low key, very quiet. Um, cause that's what soothes my soul. And if I do something other than that, I become very stressed, very out of my element. And so, yeah, my fun is probably not someone else's fun. <laughs> no, it's, it's whatever makes you happy. That's what I'm looking for. I, I do have... want to start knitting. I want to learn how to knit. Yeah. I know I'm now showing my, my growth, my age. <laughs> I, I just, for some reason, I've had a desire to learn how to knit. I've not started yet, but that's going to be on my radar. Do it. YouTube <laughs> for free. You can get all the info out there. Absolutely. I actually, um, my current interest is cross stitch. So, Oh, I did that I'm in an, the past. Yeah. I'm an old lady too. It's fine. <laughs> oh, awesome. Kindred souls here. Yeah. Yep. Totally get that. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have so many it's, it's hilarious because I work my nine to five. And then we own a selfie studio and we sell barrels. So we have two businesses and we have four kids and everybody's like, how do you have time? And I'm like, I have so much time. Like I read and I cross stitch and I play with my dog and I go on walks in the park and I, we love camping. Oh man. I'm so excited for summer, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that my health scare was more mental health. And so once I've gotten through all of the barriers, I just want to like life. So Mm -hmm. I have all of the hobbies, all of them I've tried. I've crocheted. I haven't knitted, (laughs) but it's because I crocheted. So I was like, they're very similar. Yeah. And I'm not even sure if that, if knitting was the right word, crocheting might be the right word. I might even know the difference. (laughs) Um, Knitting is the two sticks. Okay. Then crocheting yes, is just the one. Yeah. Okay. Then I did do it right. Yeah. So knitting, because I've always been, see, I don't know the difference. I've always imagined myself holding the two sticks. So there, yeah. okay. I got it right. <laughs> so yeah. now I know what to Google. So it's either that, or you want to have Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and no, I don't. <laughs> all right. So that's really all the questions I have for you. Wonderful. Do- do you have any questions you want to ask me? Oh gosh. Um, oh gosh. You, you did mention that you used to be in mining, mm-hmm. but you're not anymore. You, 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 you need to explain that. <laughs> I worked for it at a gold mine. Oh, okay. Yep. So I now work at a nuclear lab and I'm in it still, but I okay. actually got my start in gold mining and it is not donkeys and pickaxes anymore (laughs) it's very very high tech it's a open pit mine which means you didn't go underground they just dig a giant hole and it the hole was bigger than our town like if you could lift up the town we lived in and drop it it would have fit within just the bottom of oh wow it was that huge so (laughs) You know, you have the security measures because gold, you have the safety measures because that's a giant hole in the ground and you have Mm -hmm. tons of people working in it Mm -hmm. and dirt moves. So you have to have 
prisms up so that you can make sure that there's nothing moving that no, you know, if there's an earthquake, you have to evacuate all these equipments and yeah. And plus just the whole networking. Oh yeah. You no, know, you have all of the different facilities that process the gold. You have where the people are working, HR, safety, security, all of that. And so it's just, just a big little network. Cool. And you work for a nuclear lab now. So what capacity, yep. what capacity of IT do you work in now? Because again, when I mentioned, right, there's lots of different things oh, yes. to do in IT. So what do you specifically do? So now I am a lead over support services. So when, when I got the team, because they reorged and they're like, hey, you want to be a lead, which is AKA supervisor. And I was like, <laughs> sure, I've done enough therapy. I think I can handle that. And they're like, okay, you get these individuals and none of them work together. Like they're completely different roles but they all support IT. So I had to, the, one of the women that worked for me, she's not there anymore. She called us the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> uh, that's what she did. I've re renamed us. We are the single points of success. That's what we are. <laughs> so yeah, I can't really go into detail what we cover, but we're a support service for IT. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> at the gold mine, I did everything. There were, when I started, there were two of us and a supervisor. And we had like 500 users. We had our entire network. We had our wireless network. We had all of our servers, all of our software support, hardware support. And I did everything. In a day, I would change a password. I would be creating new users and you know, user management, I would replace a motherboard in a computer, I would drive out and check a wireless router, you know, just everything. So yeah, I yeah, much that's, prefer that's you get when yeah, smaller companies, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, larger corporations, obviously, you'd focus on just one of those right. things and still be kept very busy. Well, I think my uh, experience being the, we were the Oh man, I can't even remember. It's been so long. We were the master of nothing. I knew a little bit of everything, you know, something You're like Jack that. of all trades, master yes. of none. Thank yep. you. That's what it was. <laughs> but I think that's helped me because now I have my very small team that is a little bit of a Jack of all trades. Well, each one's a master of it, but I'm trying to make it so that we can all support each other. So we're no longer a single point of success. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. But I think that having to do that for 10 years, it's much easier to help them figure out how to back each other up and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Even though I'm out of, out of the industry, I, I still talk shop. I can still, right. I still commiserate mm -hmm. with people who are, who are there. I mean, obviously you can't have 20 years worth of experience and not, you know, have it mean something. Um, and actually I will, I will say, you didn't specifically ask, even though we, we touched on some things where it was like, wow, corporate doesn't seem like that was really that great. I wouldn't have traded the experience for anything. I don't regret any 20 years, any of the 20 years. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. The company is a wonderful place to work. Right. But it's, it, it was all how you balance that with where you personally are in your own life. And for me, it was 
in my 20s, beautiful, right? 30s, getting into my 40s, um, not so much, but I don't regret any of it. It was a wonderful place to start. I loved my corporate experience. It has taught me so much. And obviously anything you do, corporate otherwise, it all leads you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. And so it's made you the person that you are. So I, I, sh- I, pr- I do want to you know, point that out, that even though yeah. I did talk negatively about the experience in some places, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. I made some incredible, incredible friends and um, some work relationships there. And I, if, I went, if I were to go back and do it over again, I would have done it the same exact way. Yeah. No, I don't think that you were super negative about it. It just you outgrew it. You no longer felt that you thrived in that environment and that's totally fine. Um, some of some people that's where they thrive and they love the structure and they have good boundaries because you go in and you (laughs) do everything that you're told and then you, you know, go home and you switch off. And that's what some people love. Some people like you at the end, you were like, Nope, I'm all done with this. Not anymore. Yep. Exactly. I didn't get any, I don't think you can be mean. I mean, I'm just meeting you, but I kind of get that vibe, (laughs) (laughs) except I won't mess Uh, with your kids. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Mama bear. I got mama bear vibes. You got it. You got it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. It was, it was really great meeting you and having this conversation and I'm going to add you on Facebook as soon as I hang up. Awesome. Yeah. Same (laughs) here. I very much enjoyed our conversation. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll reach out and let you know when this gets posted. Perfect. All right. Talk to you later. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. If you liked this, please rate, review, and subscribe to ensure that you can more easily find me in the future. To continue this and more conversations, you can always find me at d at fragmenters.com. That's D-E-A at fragmenters.com on Instagram and Facebook at Fragmenters. And I also have a Facebook group uh, called Fragmenters where all the ladies with like-minded business sense hang out and enjoy. Thank you again. Bye. We got the right stuff.